The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co., established 1977, have personal and domestic water filters, which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting, alkaline, ionized mineral water, which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals, and bacteria, so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Lauren Zander is a celebrity life coach, public speaker, and the co-founder and chairwoman of Handel Group, an executive life coaching company based in New York City. Lauren has spent over 20 years coaching thousands of private clients, entrepreneurs, couples, families, professors, politicians, award-winning artists, and the list goes on. To find out more about Lauren, please visit her website, handelgroup.com. That's H-A-N-D-E-L-G-R-O-U-P.com. Buckle in. We're going to have some fun. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. What a strange world we're living in at the moment, hey? You know, I have a whole version of how I'm relating to it, so I can, on some level, enjoy the ride. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I like my context. I like the way I'm relating to it. And so... You want to hear it? I would love to hear it because this is why I've invited you onto this conversation, sister, is because I hear you have a very unique way of looking at the world and encouraging other people to look at the world, to create the world in which they would like to live emotionally, spiritually. And so let's go down that. And I would love to, at this particular point in human history, what is your take on it and how do you stay grounded? Okay, so this is going to be a little, this is very me, everyone. So, and then when I teach, I don't teach anyone to be me. I teach everyone to be as themselves as I am me. Beautiful. Okay, good. So given that's my take, I would like to hear someone else's take, but this is my fucking take. Okay, and it's working. So... So I am a funny little Jew from New York, okay? I did not marry a Jewish man, but this is going to have... Jewish storyline in it. And I don't look for them. Okay, just so everybody knows. I sound like I could because of my New York Jewness. But here we go. So for the first time in my history, 
Passover got canceled, right? Now, Passover is the holiday my parents demand all children be present at. There's four of us. They want all our grand... I have three kids. Everybody got to schlep for Passover. You understand? It's a bitch. Passover got canceled. And we actually did it on Zoom, like for 10 minutes. It was a miracle, right? But nonetheless, here's... does No one really understands that Passover has a tagline. All Jewish holidays have taglines. So if you go Hanukkah, the tagline, it's the holiday of the lights, right? Like, so imagine there's a tag. Do you know what the tagline for Passover is? No, I have no idea. Ready? It's the holiday of the plagues. No way. Fucking no way. And wait a minute, it gets even weirder. What did the plagues do? Like, why did they need all the plagues? To take down a pharaoh. And I'm like, hey, looks like we got a pharaoh too. <laughs> right? Like, are you kidding? Is this like a plague that took down a pharaoh? Because if that man don't make it, it's going to be because of the plague. I got out of Passover and this is mother nature being so like, wait a minute, did she get everyone online and then make us all stay home? And then everyone has to deal with their personal lives, 100%. Their issues, like you, so in my opinion, Mother Nature just whacked us all and made us all care about things differently. Actually all be in the same one world conversation about health and well-being. Are you kidding me? One fell swoop, that thing just came and, leveled everybody into some level of equality for real issues for real and then everyone is stuck at home having to care so in my opinion everybody got dropped from their head where we're all like do 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 right dualholics into their hearts where they're stuck having feelings and opinions and are they going for cocktails or are they going for a run and there's no choice across the entire world. And don't forget, there might be a pharaoh coming down in the US. So it's an opportunity for a reset for everybody. So you talked about Mother Nature. Could you actually say that it's a universal consciousness or a planetary consciousness that this is actually about? It is about for us to have the opportunity to some would say, raise the vibration or the frequency of the planet. I know that she just taught everybody to cut emissions by two-thirds. She just cleaned the air. She just fucked oil hard. She just, like, she just screwed with everything we were never going to figure out how to fix because we were too self-centered, instant gratification-aholics, going for what we need now, you know, maybe I'll recycle one day, right? You don't even need consciousness. She hit it all out. And I was an environmental studies major. And so I'm floored by how little gas I'm using, how little shopping I'm doing. When was the last time I went out for food and entertainment? Who am I home with? And I better be happy in my home. So I think she just did 
a radical world reset. And the other thing I think is really also interesting, watch out, this could trigger people. Everybody breathe. I'm a triggering bitch, right? I think big institutions around the world just got like white, crispy, sorry, white, crispy men, white, crispy institutions just got fucked hard in a couple of places that they're never coming back from. Commercial real estate and the university world, like worlds just got, I call it Napstered. Do you know what Napster is? Mm-hmm. But explain for anybody. So Napster was a seemingly no big deal moment when they released one song for free. Like you could re- get a song for free. And they didn't realize it began piracy. Like everyone started, like it just, it ruined the album forever. It ruined an artist selling their experience, right? It went, like there was bad shit about it, mm-hmm. but no one ever cared again. And then the music industry, which I am in, I actually know it well, because I've worked in it forever, didn't see it coming, didn't know it was going to be bad, didn't have any idea it was going to ruin record sales. It was going to, right, it was going to disrupt everything. And so something can happen that no one sees is happening big time. It happened and no one gets it's going to blow up and it like take an industry down. It's really interesting because I am considered quite controversial in my country in Australia for some reason. I'm just a chef that has talked about healthy nutrition over the last decade. And for some reason, there's a really, there's some fascination around what I say and what I do. I sat down with our 60 Minutes TV program, which I think you have in the United States as well. We do. Yeah. So I sat down with them the other day and I've had current affairs programs coming at me at the moment, wanting me to hear my voice. and where they're coming from, well, what they're saying they're coming from is a place of why are people now questioning the mainstream narrative? Why are people questioning the experts in certain fields, uh, whether, it, whether it be medicine, whether it be politics, whether it be all of these things? And my take on it is that, well, people have had time to sit at home whatever this virus is and whatever is going on in the world, at the moment, some things may not be adding up perfectly as far as common sense goes. And all of a sudden people are like, well, if that doesn't make sense, what else maybe is not making sense here? And then they hear something, whether it's a conspiracy or they hear something in mainstream from our elected officials in health or whatever it may be. It's like, you said something different yesterday, but now you're saying something contrary to that or contradictory to that. And then next week, you're going to say something again different. And it's nearly like what you said, these people are about to get fucked because the trust, that's the word, the trust seems to have gone. And now people are uh, are more suspicious and more skeptical of the information that's coming. Now we have an interesting situation, whereas what is the truth? Where I would love to go with you, if you don't mind, is individual truth, because that is something that I believe you help. You're one of the unlockers for people's potential and purpose and their authentic truth. So when people are sitting here now that they believed in certain things and now they're like, well, perhaps leadership isn't exactly 
what I need anymore. Maybe I need to be my own leader. So I'm going to hand this over to you. So I really am the person who tells people to turn off the news. I like, you're like, Lauren, when was the last time you read the news? Lauren, do you know anything about that's happening in the world right now? Have you read a damn thing? Everyone brace yourselves. No, I never have. I don't. I don't read my own Instagram. I approve things that get said. I will get to your question, but it's really important to get that. I don't think my life is more than what's in my life. I have my family. I have my people. I have things I care about in the world that I'm out to impact. I don't pay attention to anything that's actually not directly in my life. The people in my life, I care about crazy. If I want more people in my life, I will make more friends. I will. Be, I do not live in any lies. I don't have anything to do with politics. Do I vote? Yes. Right? Do I always vote the same way? Yes. Right? I'm a Democrat. Yeah. Okay, great. Good. It's so I don't have to read up or do anything about it. And I, right, that's it. I'm that person. What I care about most for a human, I believe in humans. And I don't care what color you are. I don't care who you like to fuck. I don't care. Like, I just want you to be free and true to yourself. Like, I want to be free and true to myself and follow the laws. Like, don't hurt anybody, anybody. Besides that, game on. So that's where I go. And so then what I do is I realize that there is no language. There is no teaching. There is no structure to break a person deeply into how they see the world, design their lives, face their own reality, and stay actually in their own life. For real. Don't please your... I'm not asking you to please your parents. I'm not asking you to please society. I'm not asking you to do anything like that. I'm actually giving you a very long time out and telling you to sit the fuck down and let's get some real answers out of you about your fulfillment of your own personal life, your soul's mission. What did you come here for? And they're like, huh? I'm like, exactly, right? I don't care. So then I break life out into 12 different areas. Because the other thing humans do is they put their whole life in three areas. I care about my body. I care about money. And I care about getting laid, right? Like sex, but right? Like that's it, right? Okay, food and and then they wake up one day and they realize they've never learned anything. They didn't travel enough. They didn't like, they didn't live. So I break life out into 12 different areas. I ask for a vision in each of the 12. And then I ask you, I give you a funny rating scale. That's not that funny, but it's a little funny about on a scale of one to 10. And please explain to me what you think is between you and that dream and why you gave yourself the rating you gave yourself and start to talk about how you see the world and why you can or can't have that dream. I have never read a dream that wasn't full of fear, not a dream. Like humans don't know how to write dreams at all. I finally find a man who will treat me well. I make enough money so I don't have to worry about, and then they fill in the blank. That is not a fucking dream right? That's a reaction to a world that you don't really love. So I begin to teach humans how to create their own inner dialogue, take over what I call the mainframe, and really start to deal with how much we lie, don't really know ourselves, and live to 
please people. Mm, please, I, I was a people pleaser most of my life. And then I cut those ties <laughs> <laughs> about, I think it was about 10 years ago. I was like, oh, fuck that. I feel like I had to go through that journey to realize how much I had not expressed myself, how I had not been my authentic self. And I look back, I'm like, holy fuck, you little shit. You just fucking went along trying to please this person or that family member or society or fucking this, that, and the other. And I'll just let you know, I've had about a thousand sessions with different professionals over the years and energy counselors, therapists, whatever it may be, shamans to understand me, peel back those layers. And I'm still doing it. If you haven't done what I teach, you'll be horrified at what I could show you. Because I make you trail your inner dialogue. You'd be amazed at how much we lie, pretend, tell stories, and believe our theories. And that unless you actually hunt them the fuck down and actually figure out how it works as a mechanism. And I call that all your lower self. If you've never made an entire lie list throughout your whole life, and you have never checked the seven different ways a human lies and go, oh, right? And, and really go, oh, is that another way? Oh, I do that. Oh, I do that. According to science, each human lies 11 times a day on average. How about some a bit bigger? <laughs> I want to talk about the lies. What is it about the lies? Is it a coping mechanism? Is it to protect our ego? Is it to soften the blows that so we can get through this life a little bit easier? We're dark as fuck and we pretend we're light. So I just made out with my best friend's boyfriend and now I feel so terrible. I'm never going to tell her. I'm not going to tell anyone right? Because I don't want to get killed. I don't want to get in trouble. And I don't want to be known for the slut I just was. It's like if you stick your hand in fire, you would only do that once. You learn. You're like, ah, never, right? If you keep doing things and you get away with them, you just build an ability. So wait a minute. I, all I have to do is feel bad about myself. And then I get to do whatever the hell I want. All I have to do is lie about what, how many drinks I had tonight so no one knows I'm drinking too much. I don't want to upset people. So one, we're getting away with something for real. And we wanted that thing, whether it was good for us or bad for us, see dark side. Straight up, assholes. Number two, we don't want to get in trouble. We don't want repercussions. We don't want the actual truth to come out because it will get us in a mess. And then... We figured out how to work around it, and now it's a tactic that really works. Lying works. That's why people lie. And then to top it off, this was like the really disturbing kicker. Ready? Everybody wants little children to be born so sweet, right? Like, oh, they're innocent when they're born. And I'm like, are you kidding? The first time I was lied to by my baby was when she stole a cookie and I didn't catch her like a bad girl, right? But chocolate all over the face, right? And I'm like, Kaya, what have you been doing? What did you do? 
She's like, nothing. And I'm like, like two-year-old, like a fucking two-year-old, nothing. And I'm like, did you eat anything? No, straight to my face. She doesn't know I can see. And so I'm like, Kaya, come with me. Watch, it's brilliant. Come with me, Kaya. Look in the mirror. And what does she do? She gaslights me. She gets hysterical crying. Like, now I have to console the little liar, right? I'm like, this is genius, right? It was built in from the get-go. Did I teach her that? Did she learn that? Did she study that? Humans. Liars. Why? Because it works. Why? Because we're dark and we want to get away with shit. No, really, actually. Straight up dark. And the journey is through that darkness? To look at that darkness? No, the journey is, is it's not dark. It's human. Like, stop with the drama, people. Right? So you like porn. I got it. Who cares? Right? Oh, so, like, what's the big deal? Like, you like porn? You like porn. You can't own something you like? If you can't own it, then you and your girlfriend need to talk about that. If you're like, Lauren, how I know I can do anything I want to do is I'll tell everyone I did it. Like, I'm not ashamed of it. If I can't tell it to you, then I must not be supposed to do it. If I could tell anybody anything, then I'm not a liar. I'm being true to myself. If you're lying, managing what people think, not doing something, not because you don't want to, but because, right, or you'll sneak it, it's all because your appearance or what other people think of you give you who you are instead of I know who I am and I'm true to myself. And also people don't realize that all the lies they've ever told over their past shape their personality and what they think of themselves. It's so fun and complicated, the list of lies. You can fill out your homework with me, right? Like the 12 areas. And I can hear how you dream, which is riddled with drama of not really dreaming. And I could tell you your haunting memories. I could literally put all these dots together because you're an archetype and your lies and the way you don't tell the truth and the way it shaped your life and the way you talk about yourself, talk about the world and deal with what came from your parents, which is another big section I deal with. But, but I could get you to get it in like three sessions, right? Because you're not that tricky. You are to yourself, but not to someone who's been studying it for 20 years. But then again, do you want to chase down all your lies? You'd be amazed at how many humans want to shoot me now. <laughs> <laughs> You've worked with some big names and companies and I don't want to pry, but I'm going to because I feel like it. But There's many people who are public about working with me and I can talk about those people. Yeah, I mean, I had dinner a few years ago with Hugh Jackman and he's on your list as well of people that you've helped. And I did a session with him yesterday. Oh, no way. So I sat in New York with Deb and, and Hugh and their children and they cooked me a beautiful dinner, which was lovely. And we had a, a, a wonderful conversation. It lasted for hours. Yeah, they are the best. I'm hardcore fans of who they are as humans. Somebody might be thinking, well, I'm just going to use Hugh as an example. Super super what people would say successful what does he need to see you for and i'm not prying here in that way but he will tell you he wasn't dreaming and that the tour he did around the world going back into doing musicals and i mean this i knew his he loves to sing right he just wants to sing he loves performing he likes being with people right he likes that rush and that world but he wasn't really near it and he hadn't 
So imagine his dream. I made him dream and really chase his dreams and also deal with where he didn't tell the truth. But where he didn't tell the truth was to a director, like a famous director, and walk up to them and said, I don't really like that. I'm not. He had to be perfect instead of brutally honest. He's the nicest guy in the world. He's never going to say anything brutally, right? So he keeps his personality, but he got, I would say, so much more honest about what he wanted, didn't want. And got so much clearer on his vision for his time and his life that it blows him away. And it worked. The greatest showman, he made them shoot it. He made them go back to the most expensive film, one of the most expensive films ever made, because he was certain it was going to bomb if they didn't reshoot these few things. He made them. They could have said no. It's bigger than Greece was around the world. And he knows that it was because he opened his mouth and told the truth and did something incredibly uncomfortable. So I don't care where you are. Everyone has the issues that's blocking you. And we're all human. So you could go, well, God, Hugh needs it. Yeah, of course he does. It's hard for him to tell the truth, just like it's hard for you to tell the truth. It's amazing. And thank you for sharing that. And uh, I'll let Hugh know that <laughs> well, I'll send him a photo of us and very level up. He will totally love it. Here, I'll do it. I'll do it right now. I'll beat you. Hold on. Can I do it? I'm going to do it live. We'll see if we can get him to respond while I talk. All right. Hold on. I'll send it to him. Keep talking. Okay. I'm going to use one of my stories just to illustrate this because I think it's timely. Please do. About 10 years ago, I discovered a new, I, I guess, dietary philosophy that uh, I was searching for and my wife introduced it to me. And I read this book and I was like, that actually speaks truth to me. Now, let's adopt it and see what happens. So I went along this path. And I was like, this actually works. It's working for me. And I spoke to my publisher. And what happened with the publisher was they said, hey, Pete, you're going to alienate your audience if you go down this path. Everybody that's followed you for the last 10 years, you're the likable Australian outdoor chef. You've done a book on barbecues, you've done a book on seafood, you've done a book on parties, you know, you've done a book on this, that, pizzas. And they said, you're so well liked, but if you go down this path, I don't think people are going to follow you. It was a pivotal moment for me. And I said, I said, I have to go with what I feel. I feel like this is the direction. And if you can't support me on this, then I will attempt to find somebody else that will, you know, as a book publisher. And I ended up leaving that company that I've been with for quite some time. That's amazing. And here's the funny thing. Wait, sorry. I'm in real time, everyone. Hills, I'll show you. Right, look, look. It says, see, it's Hugh Jackman, everyone. And it says, <laughs> amazing. Give him my love. You doing his podcast? <laughs> As I type. <laughs> All right, there we go. I've sent him a few podcasts over the, over the last year or two that I thought uh, him and Deb might like to listen to. And uh, he's always very grateful for them. Thank you for doing that. But it was really interesting because in my intuition, I had to face my fear. And if I was the people-pleasing Pete, I would have gone, okay, you're right. And, and it's interesting because you trust people in their profession that they know best. 
you also could have been chasing money. You were willing to give up everything to be true to yourself, right? Which is sometimes that's how much fear people have to face. And interestingly enough, when we found the new publisher, I actually went a food stylist. I emailed him and I said, hey, I need to find a, a publisher that's not a dickhead that will understand me. <laughs> you know, not, I'm not saying the other publishers were dickheads, but that was my prerequisite. Find me a publisher that's not a dickhead. And straight away, he goes, you need to speak to this person. They're an up and coming, very small boutique publishing house. And I spoke to them. I said, this is what I want to do. And they said, we will let you put out a the type of book that you want to put out and we won't get in the way of your vision. We will just help you publish your vision. Guess what? When that book came out, it became the number one selling book in Australia. It changed my whole direction as a career. And we've published 20 books with this publisher since in the last 10 years. And I look back at that and I'm going through another pivotal moment at the moment and it's really pissing a lot of people off, which is interesting. It's like, oh, yeah, you want to test yourself? You want to see how, how resilient or strong you are? It's amazing, but I feel so good about it. Not pissing people off, but just walking my path and my truth regardless of how it triggers anybody else because I can feel hey, Pete, stay in your lane. Don't, don't, don't put your head up too much. We, we really love you for this, but if you step up anymore, oh, I don't think we're going to follow you on that. And that was the same thing the publishers said to us. You know, you're going to lose your audience. I'm like, if you think that's what I care about in life, I care about other people, but whether they follow me, like, what the fuck? I'm not here to lead. Where I'm at at the moment is helped. My intention is to create... I saw a a dear friend of mine yesterday and they were talking about Socrates and how he would teach and he wouldn't never tell them what to think. He would encourage them to think. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that's your journey as well. Yeah. I just want people to respect each other's differences and be true to their difference. (laughs) Right. Rock it out, baby right? Whatever it is. I just want people to fly their free flags happily. So how do people do that? Say they're in a relationship or they're in a family situation and they're holding back from sharing their authentic self. They're scared. They're going, I'll give you an example. I've shared some things recently and people have said, or I'm so glad you're doing that because I couldn't do that even though I wanted to do it for fear of the backlash that my my family would have or my friends would have. I'm like, hmm, okay, well, that's an interesting place to be. You want to do something, but you're in fear of what other people think. Always. What do you say to that? I don't live for what other people think. I live for the truth. I live for their truth and my truth, and I think all truths can coexist. And I'm into coexisting truths. That's it. And equality, right? And so if I have both of those, it really is you have to operate not by having people like you or please, like it just doesn't work that way. You can't have both. If you want people all to be happy with you and like you and think you're just nice, it depends on what you want to be and want to be known for. If you don't like to confront anyone and tell the truth, like you like to just get along and you want everyone to get along, so you keep swallowing things or don't get upset or adjust, that's called 
a happy liar who probably needs a cocktail to live with their martyr dumb. They martyr themselves. They feel, I teach people how to discover how to be true to themselves and find their voice in all areas of their life. Like you don't even know you have 12 areas of life. We don't get educated to design our lives. We get thrown into it immediately. We need to make money immediately. We don't have time to design our lives. We just have to get our lives designed without thinking about it. Or we assume we know ourselves. Like I hate education because of this, right? I've been breaking into education for 20 years so that I could teach real life in education. No one teaches what do you do with your alcoholic parents? How do you resolve anything about your relationship history? How do you even know how to tell the truth? How do you tell the truth so you don't get in trouble, right? Like all of these things are doable, but no one's teaching them. No one's going in. And how do I manage my inner dialogue? How do I even talk to myself? How do I not say mean things to myself when I look in the mirror? All women. There's so many things to address and there's no one addressing them because we don't have time. And we're all trapped in whatever life you're in. And then I literally, don't come near me unless you're willing to blow up your life. I'm very smart about it. I'm very smart about it. I don't say quit your job just because you hate it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I do not say that. I'm like, I like money. I like organization. Like I like everybody happy in being effective on time and management. But know yourself and build a life you love or you will be back, humans. What do you mean back? I mean like back, right? Game is probably stop having karmic debt to this world because you did the right work and you got to whatever might be next. My family and I have been using beautiful, high-quality essential oils for the last 20 years to live healthily every single day. Now, if you're passionate about health and are ready to step into leadership, I want to invite you to partner with my team and I to build a beautifully successful doTERRA business. Register at PeteHLC.com backslash Pete. That's PeteHLC, which stands for the Healthy Living Collective, dot com backslash Pete. What magic have you seen? And do you believe it's magic when people stop their lives and find their voice or their, their authentic self? The magic. I mean, the reason that I love to do what I love to do, and a lot of people think I'm in the health space because I've shared thousands and thousands and millions of people that have adopted this way of life <clears throat> from a nutritional or a, a culinary sense. And they've gone, they've, reduced their medication in some instances, completely got off medication in others, reversed autoimmune disease or put it into remission, reversed diabetes, type 2 diabetes, I should say, helped with their children's behavioral issues just by changing their diet. People think, hey, Pete, you do a great job for people's health. I'm like, well, you're doing it because you've instigated those changes yourself. We've just supplied a few tools and they're pretty simple tools. And they say, why do you do what you do? Because you get bashed by the media and the experts that are out there. And I'm called a danger to society from our medical institutions. I say, you know why I love to do what I do? Is the stories of the people when they're in their 60s or 70s or 80s or whatever it is, and they tell me, I no longer have pain and I am doing the things that I always have wanted to do. And for me, that's the magic. 
that to me is the magic because all of a sudden people are expressing their creativity and their purpose because before they were just trying to get through the day and have as little pain as possible but they didn't have the answers, so they couldn't express themselves. They couldn't go volunteer at the, at the hospital or the aged care centre or start dancing again or painting their art because their arthritis was so bad or whatever it may be. I'm fascinated and I'm in awe of the magic and witnessing everybody's gifts, everybody's truths that are so different from everybody. Imagine a world where we all thought the same and behaved the same and dressed the same and obeyed the same. I think we have a world that we all pretend we should. (laughs) And this is the world we got. How's it going? So talk to me about the magic and tell me about what you have discovered along this journey. And is this why you do what you do? I've been an evangelist, like out to change the world. I knew from like an eight-year-old that this place was needed fucking work. I am known for stopping my parents in the middle of a fight when I was 11 and mediating it. And not mediating it like who's right, who's wrong, but really like, you guys know no one's listening to each other, so then you can't slow down long enough to get what the other one said, and then you can't really respect each other. And then if you don't respect each other and listen to each other, then you can't make the right agreements and then really figure out how to take care of each other, which is really your job because you're married. You're not supposed to be such individuals. There's individuals, but there's a union. Like, I literally gave the speeches I still give today when I was 11. I'm like, was sent. And if you're like, did you learn this in college? And I'm like, no, I didn't really do college. I cheated through college and I was an environmental studies major. And if you're like, how do you know you're smart? I'm like, because I cheated so well. And I'm like, no, but yes, (laughs) you understand? I'm the worst, except for what I came to fulfill on, which is people loving themselves and being true to themselves and figuring out how to design their lives, period and design their businesses and stop being cons. Because that is the ultimate anti-love of human is to think that you have to lie about who you've been or what you've done. You need to change it. You need like, oh, there's many things you might need to do, but lie about it or not love yourself enough to deal with it. I literally help people stop drinking, stop eating, stop cheating, stop lying, like all of it. You're like, do you notice the difference between one addiction and the other? I'm like. Liars Anonymous is what's filling this planet. If you ask me what's more likely to happen, world peace or the end of lying? I'm like, world peace has a much better shot. And so that's how far away we are from being really into true to ourselves. You know, I help men tell the truth about their sex lives and what they want. There is nothing funnier than the subject of sex and how little people know how to really be honest. I mean, it's ethically funny. I have programs, I have inner you love, and I have inner you life. I had to make a scale. So you rate yourself on how awkward you are about talking about sex, right? And you're like, Lauren, do you get the highest rating? I'm like, no, I'm human. I petered out at about a four, right? Like, I'm not pretending I've, my mission is to have people have the language so that they can 
ask themselves and dream and break into the mainframe of inner dialogue and design and your personality traits and how to hack in so that you can quickly start to be in your life in a whole new way. And it works, right? It works. But it's actual work and your ass is going to get kicked fast, right? And if you don't want to like deal with yourself, don't come near this. You were talking before about how you eat the lies over and over and over again. And I had the vision because, and this is one of my beliefs, and it doesn't mean that it is true, it's just my perception, is that when we aren't being authentic and we do swallow those lies, that can create a state of dis-ease in our bodies, which could then possibly manifest into a illness depending on where disease disease. it even has the word go with it. (laughs) And I shouldn't laugh about disease, but, and people go, well, how do we fix that? I get emails. I would say every single day, Hey Pete, my brother or my father-in-law or my mother has cancer. Where should we go? Do you know of anybody? And my, it's a fucking multifaceted, problem or issue or resolution. I said, I would be looking at all the facets of what it means to be human. I would be looking at nutrition. I would be looking at the beverages that we have, which would probably fall into nutrition. I would be looking at how we sleep. I would be looking at, have we got any environmental toxins or issues that are in our house or in the, in the neighborhood? I would be looking at our connection to nature. I don't care about any of those. And the underlying one that I always say is, you got to sort your fucking emotional shit out and where the imbalance is in who you are. For example, so I helped a man with stage four throat cancer. No, he never smoked a cigarette in his life. He had three marriages, didn't talk to kids, very successful man, but a goddamn emotional shit show of a dude. Ready? Not only did he live, I made him deal with all his haunting memories and all his lies and go make amends on all of them to their faces to the point where his second ex-wife is who took care of him. He got so clear on what a dick he was and what he had to apologize for and what he owned to the point where he's still alive now. And it was his throat, ha ha ha, right? I guess that people don't necessarily think I should think that's funny, but I do, right? Like karma's a bitch, more like a cunt, but people don't like that word as much. And so he healed it and literally ended up in a relationship with that woman who ended up, and that happened in four months. I don't, mean to say I, if a person's number is up, it's up and there's real reality to, to the entire list you just gave. I wouldn't stop your list. But I think that the list I make you make is critical to healing real disease and disease is fair. Yeah. Over the last few years, of last year I went to Costa Rica and drank ayahuasca. At a, at a, in a ceremonial situation, what can happen in those experiences is that you get to see all the bullshit that you've carried in your life there 
right in your fucking being. And as you said before, when you look in the mirror and you see fault or whatever, whatever the dialogue is in there, ramp that up by a million. And you not only see it, but you can feel it. You can join the whole dots on your journey in this existence and even looking at your parents. And all of a sudden you have a realization of all the bullshit that you're carrying. You then have a decision. It's not like you drink it and you are healed. It's not that, even though some people go through that. It's like, holy fuck, okay, that's where I need to do some work once I get through this. <laughs> oh, okay, I actually have to put this into place. It's not a magic pill. It's not like all my sins will be abolished if I just drink this magic potion. And it's like, okay. There's some shit I need to now do. And it seems like this is the same thing. You know, we get there through different mechanisms or different ways. Some people drink a psychedelic. You go straight to the core with what you do. Yeah. If you have never done all the true amends that are shaping your life, whether you know it or not, the two things that happen is when we lie or don't resolve something from our past, it shapes us. Basically, you could go, oh, I learned my lesson there, right? So when you tell the story of changing publishers, you learned an awesome lesson. And now you're at it again and you're telling the same story and you're at the same pivotal moment of do you go this way or don't you? And then what do you find? It's very much one of your styles, right? But let's say you had a haunting moment and you stayed in the other lane. You stayed with your publisher and you did two more books with them and then you left. You adjusted to them because you wanted everybody happy. They were the team. You're making money, right? Like people take actions and they feel a particular way and they think a particular way. And then it then shapes their entire rest of their life. When you look at why you can or can't have that dream or how big you'll dream, it will be connected to these hauntings that shaped your story about yourself. This is not personal. This is the way a tree grows, right? And so what's wanting to happen is you're wanting to resolve all your hauntings. Like every person you wronged or who wronged you, you're to forgive and understand and get resolved with because then you, right? Like there's so many things humans don't love and do to each other or take care of each other. That that's also what's happening. I have a chick right now, chick. She was an Olympian, right? And I'm coaching this woman and she has a history and a half of haunting memories. And she was horrified that I was going to make her go have all the haunting conversations of what, why, what, where, from her brother all the way through to any, like her boyfriend, everybody, right? Anything unresolved, she's, because she also wants to become a coach. So she has to, you have to do the letter of the law in my, if you're going to be a coach in my company, right? And so she's going back. Now, she got a present. She got like the amount of things that have happened since she went back and restored what I'll call integrity to the relationship has spooked her the fuck out. Because when you leave someone and never resolve anything, or you never have that conversation again, or you never check in, or you never think it, you should ask. What you really did was leave a half a letter sitting there. 
and you think it doesn't accumulate or cause anything. The boyfriend I never talked to from high school that hurt my feelings and really cheated on me and blah, 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 blah was my story. And to never go back and sit with Michael and really get that resolved and find out what really happened is to never restore integrity or love in that relationship that was my life. If I want my life to feel important and special and other humans to be important and special, then why don't I cater to my very life story and make it sacred? And so all the work I do is how to make your individual life sacred, but it makes everybody else's sacred too. The ripple effect. I teach clean up your own personal pollution, right? You have personal pollution. Is that environmentalist? My poor father paid a shit ton of money for four, five years of college. Let's be clear, five years of college. At least I have some slogans that come out of my mouth. I'm sure my children will do that to me. I've accepted the dance. <laughs> this has just been a beautiful conversation. I love your honesty and I love the work that you're doing. And I've taken a lot from it and I'm, I'm internalizing and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I got a little bit more work to do in there. And that We might have to bring you back for number two to, down the track, if you don't mind. And we'll delve into maybe, maybe sex could be a fun one to do. Do you know, well, here's my challenge. You don't have to take it. You do the first homework and have a session with me. Okay. And then we'll go back on air on what you, and then let it fly. I would love that. I would love that. Wouldn't that be right? And then people will really get, like, because they already know you, they already love you, they're not like, what lies? We've got them all hooked. I would love to do that. You enjoy navigating this special world that we've co-created at the moment and stay safe, as I know you will be. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody, take good care of yourselves. We need you all. Love you. Mwah. If you would like to become a qualified health coach, then the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, or IIN for short, can help you achieve your goals. I completed their health coaching course many years ago, which has been one of the catalysts for my own journey into what I now love to do, which is to help people achieve greater health through the sharing of information through my books, seminars, podcasts, TV shows, and films. I recommend IIN for anyone wishing to pursue a career in the health coaching and wellness space. IIN is a one-year course, so that if you're a full-time worker, busy parent, or wherever you are in your life, it is flexible enough so you'll be able to complete all the required curriculum. Please see the link included in the podcast show notes or my website to access the free sample class and first module of their program. This will give you a great taste of the format as well as the structure, and you can also utilize my special discount that I can offer you if you decide to sign up. Make sure you tell the admissions team that you're part of the Pete Evans Tuition Savings to claim your very substantial discount. Please visit integrativenutrition.com or email admissions at integrativenutrition.com. The information, views and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. 
Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.